Good evening, and welcome to a new episode of Haunted Log Old Time Radio Mystery Theater Presents. I Love Mystery, The Million Dollar Curse, Episodes 11, 12, and 13. My name is Nick, and I am joined by... Kirk. Ryan. And we are going to listen to the episode, come right back, and discuss it. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. adventure thriller Looks like it. Come on, Donham, stops with you. But it's dark down there, fellas. Spider's got the flash on you. What more do you want? Well, I can't see where I'm walking. For all I know, I'm stepping off into space. You heard me. Get going. Come on, Doc. Well, if you say so, Jack. Listen, Doc. Yeah? Dive down the stairs. Dive? Come on, come on, move along. We ain't got all day. Get out of the beam of that flashlight. We'll have to take a chance. Ain't we liable to bust something? We'll have to chance it. Hit that spot on them, Spider. Let's go. Spider, come on, get after them. Doc, Doc, you hurt? Where are you? I'm okay. Come on, there must be an outside basement door. Yeah, let's go. Tiptoes, keep it quiet. Hey, hey, Spider, where are you? There I am. Well, keep with me with that flashlight. As long as we can keep out of the flash, we're okay. Here, here's the door. Atta boy. Door. Locked. No key? No. Look up. Throwing that light around, crouched up. I see some junk over yonder. You think we can get behind it? Let's try. Come on. Well, they've got to be down here. There ain't no way for them to get out. I told you we should have bumped them upstairs. Did you lock the door at the top of the stairs like I told you? Yeah. Then there ain't no way they can get out. They gotta be hiding around here, back of some of this junk. I thought this house was empty. Sure. And what's all this stuff doing down here? Well, somebody's using it for a storeroom, looks like. Let them have it the minute you spot them. Yeah, like hunting jackrabbits in a brush. Hey, hey, swing your flash over that way. Hmm, door. Must be another room. Yeah, furnace room, maybe. Let's have a can. Ooh, practically standing right on top of us. Yeah. Now we got a minute breather while we're in there. Can you do anything but opening that door? Well, I can try. Well, hurry up. Make it quiet. Yeah. You stay here. Wait. Huh? Too late. Here comes the flashlight. Hey, fella. What are we going to do? Just lie here under this stuff and let them dig us out? You got any suggestions? Well, I don't aim to be shot down without a fight. Hold it up. Here they come. Let's jump them when they get close enough. All right. Wait until the last minute, though. Well, there's nothing to do but kick around in this junk until we find it. Yeah, wait till the boss hears about this. He ain't gonna hear unless you shoot off your mouth. Them guys are here and we're gonna find them. Giving us a split. Jack, what was that? 
Who, who done that? Someone shot through that basement window. Shot at two gunmen? Looks like it. See if you can find Spider's flashlight. Yeah. Well, what do you suppose happened? A gang war? Oh, never mind that. Help me find that flashlight. Yeah. Dag nabbit. Now what's the matter? Oh, I fell over one of them gun toters. Hey. Hey, here it is. Well, you got the flash? Yeah. Okay to turn it on? Well, let's chance it. Here, give it here. Yeah. There. Holy jumping toad frog. Looky at him. Hold that flash a minute. Uh-huh. Hey, fella. Those two look like they've been shot with a box attached. Sawed-off shotgun from a distance. Sawed-off shotgun, huh? Yes, from that distance, they were sprayed with shot. Neither one of them's badly hurt. They sure are unconscious, though. They won't be for long. Get some of that rope over there and help me tie them up. You gonna take them with us? No, we can't be bothered. Yeah. Here's some rope. All right, go to work. Yeah. How far is Sonny's house from here, do you know? Oh, middle of the next block over. Well, yeah, I figure it. Good. Hey, you coming with your man? Yeah, I got his feet tied up. Working on his hands. Step on it. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you want to know about Sonny's house for? That's where we're going. We are? Ah. Well, there he is. All right, come on. We've wasted too much time now. Hey, uh, didn't you hear Spider say that he had locked the door at the head of the stairs? I've got the key. Hurry up. Wait a minute. Come on. What are we in such a hurry about? I'll tell you later. Outside with you. We taking the car? Might as well. I'll drive. Get in. Go to it, fella. <laughs> Here, Jack. I don't see Sonny's house. There she is, in the next block. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, pile up. Let's go. I got the key, fella. Where to now? Upstairs to Arthur's room. To Arthur? Well, what's the kid got to do with this? He's in bed with broken arm. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. Come on. That's his room. Yeah. Who's that? Hello, Arthur. Shut the door, Doc. Yeah. What are you fellas doing here? Well, Arthur, son, we live here. Yeah? Yes. We uh, just dropped in to see how you were feeling. So what? So we'd like to have you tell us. Yeah? Yes. Oh, what's this telephone doing in this room? Sonny brought it up for me. It just plugs into the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Mind if I use it? There's other telephones in the house. But I want to use this one. Well, go on and use it, then. Thanks. Who are you calling, Jack? Police department. What's that for? You interested, Arthur? Say, you mugs. If you think you've got anything on me... Shut up. Hello? Uh, give me Captain Norton. Yeah, Norton. If you think you got anything on me... You said that before, son. Hold it. Captain Norton, this is Jack Packard. What's that? What do you mean, where did we vanish to? <laughs> That's so? And never mind that. Listen. There's a big brownstone house at 1637 Sunshine Boulevard. Yes, 1637. Well, if you'll send an ambulance around to that address, you might find something that'll interest you very much in the basement. Yeah, in the basement. 
Me? Oh, I'm at Sonny Richards' house at the moment. No, not for long. I'll be going over to Phil Terry's room at the hospital in a few minutes. Okay. Get that ambulance out in a hurry. Bye. And that's that. What are you trying to do? Take me for a ride? <laughs> Scared the pants off of you, didn't we, kid? Nuts. I thought you'd be interested in that conversation, Arthur. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because two men were shot over there with a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what about it? I thought maybe you could tell us uh, what about it. Are you crazy? Well, I don't think so. Well, what should I know about two mugs getting shot? I'm, I'm laying here in bed with a broken arm. Mm-hmm. Doc. Yeah? Pull the covers off him. Hey, what's the idea? Jack said to pull the covers off you, fella. You let me alone. There. Hey, Jack. He's got his clothes on. So I see. You two cheap gangsters. Now, never mind that. Why are you in bed with your clothes on? Because I feel like it. Just plain like to sleep that way, huh, fella? Got his shoes on, too, then? Uh, nope, no shoes. And I haven't had any on. I, I was cold, so I put on some clothes and I got back into bed. Mm-hmm. This your closet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's your shoes, all right. That's what I've been telling you. Your shoes, all right, Arthur, only you haven't been telling us the truth. Oh, yes, I have. No, because the inside of the shoes are still warm from having been worn. Well. Well, what? So it was your face I saw at the basement window of that other house. Hey, Jack. It was, wasn't it, Arthur? I ain't talking. Jack. You mean it was Arthur here who sprayed them two guys with a shotgun? That's right. Arthur, you sure enough done that? I ain't talking, I said. But, fella, you may be saved our lives. Who cares about that? <laughs> well, son, I do, for one. Well, that isn't the question. What I want to know is, why did you do it? Do what? Now, look, Arthur, that's just being silly. We know you did it, so stop acting. Yeah? What do you know about those men? How did you know they were taking us there? That's funny. Sounds just as though I hear somebody talking. Well, doing what you done made things a lot easier for us, fella. Won't you come clean and maybe we could make it easier for you? I tell you, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I guess there's nothing else to do. What do you mean? We thought maybe you'd like to keep this a secret. Yeah? Yes. But if you're not going to talk, we'll have to discuss it with Sonny and your brother Phil. No, no, you ain't telling nothing to Sonny and Phil. You don't want them to know? That's all I asked. Don't tell Sonny and Phil. Why not? You heard what Phil said to me. You heard him say if he ever heard of me with a gun again, he'd turn me over to the cops. But, fella, you said you didn't know nothing about it. I don't. I don't. But if you tell Phil, he'll think I did. Son, it looks to me like you're almighty afraid of your brother Phil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm his brother. I know. <laughs>
The further transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller Phil, I hope you don't mind us using your room for a conference hall. The pleasure's all mine, Packard. Anything to break the monotony. As long as we don't tire you. When I get tired, Sonny, you'll hear about it. That's a promise. Arthur, Yes, Phil? Where's the wheelchair? I'm through with that baby carriage stuff. Yeah? How's the arm? It's in a cast. How do I know? Well, are we all here? No. No, we're waiting for Leslie Marks. Sonny's attorney? What's he got to do with this? Well, he's in on this with the rest of us. Oh, Reggie. Yes, Jack? Open that window. We need a little air in here. Mm, Crack. Draft on you, Sonny? No, it smells good. Hmm, fog thick enough out there to spit on your bread. Hey, Long. Talking to me? That's right. What are you sitting over there by the door for? I like it over here. Yeah, I see you do. Why? Just a hunch, I reckon. Doc means he doesn't get caught in the same predicament twice. I still don't get it. The last time we were all together in this room, we had visitors. With guns. Oh, so that's it. That's it, fella. Should visitors come again, uh... We're kind of spread out and fighting formation. I see. You by the door, Packard here by the bed, and York over by the window. And now you know as much as we do. But that's fantastic. They wouldn't dare try the same thing again. You can't tell what a bunch of torpedoes will do. It's just like I always said. Oh, I'll get it. Oh, uh, well, come on in, fella. It's Leslie Mark. Yes. You were expecting me, I believe? Yes, come in. Have a chair. Hello, Leslie. Good evening, Sonny. How are you, Terry? Don't bother to ask. Very well. How's the arm, Arthur? It's broke. How'd you think it was? Well, all very pleasant. Arthur, that's awful. So what? Phil, you should say something to Arthur about his manners. What's the matter with him? Well, you heard how rude he was to Leslie. Oh, that. Yes, that. Never mind, Sonny. But I do mind you've been a good friend to me, and I don't care what anybody says or thinks. What's that? What? Has someone been saying I haven't been a good friend to you? Oh, I, I didn't mean... Sure, Marks. I say it. I see, Terry. That explains a lot of things. It does? Yes. I've noticed an antagonism in you against me, and I never understood it until now. <laughs> he never understood it till now. But if you think I've taken advantage of Sonny in some manner, then naturally I can understand your resentment. That's what I call real deduction. Phil, I'm interested. 
You keep out of this, Packard. Do you mind telling me why you think Marks is taking advantage of Sonny? And in what way? I said for you to keep out of this. All right, let it go. But, Phil, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. Leslie, do you know what Phil's talking about? I think so. Well, for heaven's sake, let's hear it. Phil's disliked me ever since I refused to give you extra money from the estate to maintain him here in this hospital. Oh, no, Leslie. Marks, you said the one thing that you shouldn't ever have said. Nevertheless, Terry, I believe I'm stating facts. Sonny has paid every expense you've incurred since you were injured a year ago, and I might state that there were plenty of expenses. Leslie, I forbid you to say another and word. And furthermore, Terry, Sonny has been keeping this lazy, good-for-nothing brother of yours. What did you call me? Arthur, you shut up. What did you call me, Marks? I called you a lazy, good-for-nothing... Arthur! Arthur! Water glass came with an inch of my hip. I intended for it to brain you. Arthur! I'll kill that tin horn lawyer. Arthur, I'm talking to you. What do you want? Come over here to the bed. Phil! Come over here to the bed. Now then. Phil, don't hit me. Don't hit you. Why, you little baby-faced punk, I got a notion to smear your nose all over your face. You hear me? Phil, let go my collar, you're choking me. What do you mean, saying you'll kill anybody? Answer me. What do you mean by it? Phil, you're choking me. Oh, Phil, That's please. That's punk. You heard what he said about us. And I told you to stay out of it, didn't I? But you can't do anything. You're a cripple, Phil. <laughs> oh, Phil. Don't ever say that to me again. You hear? Yes, Phil. Now go and sit down. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what everybody thinks. I'm a cripple. Well, supposing I am. Oh, no, Phil. I said supposing I am. Here, Arthur, drink this. Make your throat feel better. All right. Well, isn't anybody going to answer me? Phil, we're getting entirely away from the matter we gathered here to discuss. What do I know about what you came here to discuss? You called the meeting? Yes. But I haven't had a chance to get a word in edgewise so far. Well, you got the floor now, haven't you? All right. I suppose you all know by this time that I went out to interview Donald Robert Lincoln and got thrown into jail for my trouble. Yeah, yeah, that was great work. Uh-huh. But I did accomplish one purpose. I've finally given the police a clue to this gang that's been working against us. And what is that? The service garage where Lincoln has work done in his cars is definitely connected with the mob. Hey, Jack, I thought you wasn't supposed to tell that. Well, it's not supposed to be known generally. It's all right among ourselves. The police are watching that garage? Yes, but that's a side issue. What I really wanted to tell you was a little incident that happened to Doc and me last night after we were released from jail. Or rather, I want Doc to tell it. Well, why me, Jack? Never mind. Let's go out. Okay. Well, me and Jack come out of the jail and got into Sonny's car that I had parked outside and started for home. When all of a sudden, a couple of torpedoes come up out of the back seat and poke shooting pistols in the backs of her neck. Doc, more gunmen? That's right, Sonny. You boys seem to be plenty unpopular in this town. Ain't it the truth? Well, they made me drive to a big brownstone house over on Sunshine Street, not so far from uh, from here. Then they took us inside. It was their headquarters? No, it wasn't, fella. It was a vacant house. Anyway, from their conversation, they was all set to take us down in the basement and finish up the little jobs their playmates messed up on out on the desert. They, they, they were going to kill you? Well, that was the object of meeting. Only going down the stairs to the basement in the dark, me and Jack done a high dive and got out of the, their spotlight. You did what? They had a flash on us. We dived down the stairs. But you might have been killed. <laughs> well, shucks, a broken neck or hot lead in your gizzard, you're just as dead either way. Anyway, after that, we played hide-and-go-seek for quite a while with them, when all of a sudden, bam, and somebody let them have it with both barrels of a sawed-off shotgun. There was somebody else in the basement, too? No, no. They shot from outside through the basement window. He, he killed them both? Uh-uh. He, he was too far off. He just sprayed them with buckshot. 
But it's good enough. It laid him out long enough for me and Jack to put ropes on him and call the police to come and get him. So now the police have seven members of the gang. Yeah, the five we picked up on the desert and these two mugs. That's an interesting point, don't you think so, Marks? What's that? I, I don't follow you. I mean, if the big boss isn't careful, he's going to just about find himself out of gunmen. Why do you address that to me? I just thought you might have an opinion. There seems to be an insinuation behind your remarks. You haven't an opinion? No. I have. For good, Terry. Let's hear it. I'd say offhand the Richard curse that's been given Sonny here so much trouble has turned into a gang fight. Does, doesn't it? In which case, the more gunmen the police round up, the less trouble Sonny's going to have with the curse. I differ with you there, Mark. Why? Because no matter how many mugs we round up, Sonny's not going to have any peace until we put our finger on the leader. Oh, yes, the leader. How do you figure that, Packin? Well, this riffraff we picked up aren't important. They're just doing what they're told. The man we want is the boss who knows why. The man who knows why it's important that every man who comes closely associated with Sonny must be killed off. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy we've got to get. You you really believe that's at the bottom of all this trouble? Someone is trying to keep men away from Sonny? I know that's it. But why? That's the thing I can't understand. Why, what difference does it make to anyone who I see or know? Well, if we knew that fella, then we'd probably know who the buzzard was. Wait a minute. Well, Marks? I'm beginning to understand your insinuation a moment ago, Packard. Yes? Anyone interested enough in Sonny to want to keep men away from her would have to be someone close to her. I think so. Don't you? Yes. As her attorney and executor, I'm closer to Sonny than anyone else. Right. I'm the only man who has been close to her over the past year who hasn't been a victim of the curse. Well, let's say the victim of the gang. That's more accurate. Yes. Therefore, I'm the logical man to suspect. Now, that's what I call a beautiful analysis. However, you're wrong. Maybe. And I'll point out the flaw in your reasoning. Go ahead. What have I to lose or gain by Sonny's association with other men? That doesn't prove anything. Somebody's guilty and somebody's got a reason. You may have a secret reason just as much as anyone else. But I haven't. That's what you say. Mm, I, I say, Jack. That's right. You say it has to be someone close to Sonny. It seems logical. Hmm. Well, who is there closely associated with her? I mean, besides Marks here. Well, there's Phil Terry here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm a great candidate. I got the worst deal of anybody so far. At least the others are dead and out of their misery. Phil, dear. And don't call me dear. Don't call you dear. No. But why? Well, you're going to marry Packard, aren't you? Oh, yes. That's why. To, uh, to get back to the subject. After Phil comes Arthur here. Yeah, yeah. He'd make a great leader for a mob, wouldn't he? I'm just naming over possibilities. Little Arthur here sure has all the makings. He won't have when I get through working on him. I'm doing all right. Listen, kid, I'm going to make a man out of you if I have to kill you doing it. Yeah. Now, we're drifting again. I've got one more candidate. Well, who's that, Jack? Donald Robert Lincoln. Oh, but that's absurd, Jack. Mr. Lincoln isn't close to me. He was very close to your father. Supposing this thing reaches Lincoln, back... Lincoln, Lincoln, Packard, I think you've got something there. What do you mean? I just remember something about Donald Robert Lincoln. About six months before Sonny's father was killed, Lincoln and Mr. Richard had a deal. Uh oh Leslie! Leslie! Jack! Jack, the shot came through the window. There he goes down the fire escape. Go get him. Doc, go with Reggie. You bet here, you. Here, let me see. Leslie, Leslie. What does anybody care? Arthur, you mustn't say that. Yeah, the mugs had it coming for a long time. <laughs>
the further transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love a Mystery. adventure thriller Well at least there's one thing we know that Mark's feller ain't gonna die He's a long way from being dead Close that door when you're ready It's quiet but now that we got the library to ourselves, let's give this business a quick going over. I'd say it was about time. Yeah, I don't know which end I'm standing on half the time. Now, before we get into that, what about that torpedo? The feller it shot marks? Yeah. Well, he got clean away in the fog. I know that. Either of you get a good look at him? In this weather? Well, feller, the fog's so thick outside. How about it... you, Reggie? Mm, no, not a bit of it. Right on top of the shooting, I looked out the window and saw the ballet blighter going down the fire escape. Now, if I'd had a gun, I could have potted him easily. Didn't see his face at all? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that shooting brought to light a couple of interesting possibilities. Yeah? Yeah. Do you recall what Marx was saying just before he was shot? Yes, quite. You just mentioned Donald Robert Lincoln as a possible leader of the mob that's doing this dirty work. Oh, yeah. And Marx had just remembered something. Something about a deal between old Moneybags Lincoln and Sonny's papa just before he is shot. Exactly. Could it be that the gunman shot at that particular moment to prevent Marx from finishing what he was about to tell us? Hey. But if that's true then that would just about prove that Lincoln is the chap they were looking for. Yeah, gunplay to cover up something in Lincoln's past. That's one of the possibilities. Another one is the fact that Leslie Marks was only shot in the shoulder. Huh? What does that prove? Well, doesn't it seem a bit odd that Marks wasn't shot dead? Marks was sitting less than 15 feet from the window. I could have done a better job than that with a slingshot. No, fella, I don't think that proves anything. If all the bad shots in this world was laid end to end, besides that, he was standing on a fire escape and anxious to make his getaway. No, I don't think bad shooting proves a thing. Well, maybe you're right, but uh, listen to my theory anyway. Well, spill it. Well, this is built on the assumption that Leslie Marks is the mob leader. I see, and, and one of his own men shot him? Yeah. You mean they're turning on him? No, it was a plant. We've talked so much about Marks being close to Sonny and not being bothered, he had to do something about it. So what does he do? He plants one of his men on the fire escape with instructions to shoot him in our presence. Mm, Joe, what a chance he was taking. Not if he knew his gunman. Some of these torpedoes can shoot the eyes off a fly. Oh, boy, it'd sure be an alibi hard to be. Exactly. We saw him shot down, so naturally he'd be the last man in the world we'd suspect as the gang leader. So now we've got our choice between Lincoln and Marx. Yeah, and I put my money on Lincoln. You don't like my theory about Marx, huh? Well, fella, if you want the truth, I don't. Well, why not? Well, I don't know. I just don't. Sounds just a little bit like something they'd think up in the movies. Mm-hmm. 
You get what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe you're right. I'd still like to know why the gunman didn't kill Marks at 15 feet, though. Yes, quite. Or why didn't he step into the room and finish up the job proper? None of us was armed. I mean to say, he took a ballet chance making his escape down four stories on the fire escape. Well, uh, don't get me wrong. I still think Marks is a good possibility. And now there's something else that's stuck out in our conversation over there like a sore thumb. Either of you get it? Yes, I slipped up. Reggie? Yes, well, as a matter of fact, there was one thing. Yes, I thought you'd get it, because you weren't with Doc and me when we were taken to the brownstone house. Well, I still don't get what you're talking about. Well, you told the story of how the two gunmen held us up and took us down in the basement of the house. Then you said, all of a sudden, bam, somebody shot him with a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, I remember. Well, Phil asked, was there someone else in the basement? And you said, no, the shot came from the basement window. Yeah. Well... I guess I'm just plain dumb. Don't you see, Doc? The subject was dropped right there. Not a single person in the room asked who fired the shotgun. And all the time, that was the thing I wanted to know most. I wasn't there, so naturally, I wanted to know if you and Jack knew who fired the shots. Oh, yeah, sure. But don't you see? It was just as though everyone in the room knew who shot those two gunmen. Yeah. Well, even Sonny didn't ask. Not only Sonny, but Phil Terry and Leslie Marks. And Phil's brother, Arthur. Well, there was a good reason why Arthur wasn't curious. There was? Yes, we haven't had a chance to tell you before, Reggie, but Arthur wasn't curious because it was Arthur who did the shooting. Oh, look here, you're sure? Well, we practically caught him red-handed. But will you tell me why Phil and Marks and Sonny didn't ask? You, you think they knew? Well, they knew something. But looky, you trust Sonny, don't you? Well, naturally. Well, couldn't we just get a hold of Sonny and get it out of her? Well, we might try. I don't like it. You don't like what? Why should Sonny be keeping anything from us? Why should she be keeping a secret with Marks and Phil Terry? Well, of course, she has known Marks and Terry much longer than she's known us. Yeah, but we're the ones who are trying to get her out of this mess. Yeah, it does kind of make you wonder, don't it? When are we going to be able to see Marks? Well, the doctor said not before tomorrow, shock and the loss of the... Tom, hey, we ain't expecting no telephone calls, are we? Hello? Yeah? No, this is Reggie York. Yes, he's here. I say Donald Rupp... Hey, Reg. Just quiet. Yeah. Yes, I'll tell him. Right up. What's the matter, Reggie? That was Donald Robert Lincoln. He wants us to come right out to his home. Well, ain't he got a nice disposition. Well, he said to hurry. It was important. First he has Jack hit over the head and throwed in a calaboose, and now he invites him out to his home. Well, come on. We're wasting time. Y- you mean we're going? Well, certainly we're going. Grab your hats. Well, shouldn't we leave a note for Sonny? Well, she's over at the hospital with Phil, isn't she? Miss Quine. Well, we needn't bother. We'll have to use her car, though. Yes, down in front. All right. Well, I'll say. Well, what do you suppose this Lincoln feller's got on his mind? It'll be interesting to see. No, I-, I still think we ought to leave word where we're going. Why? Oh, I, I smell a trap. Well, what of it? Yeah, we don't want the Marines galloping up to get us out of a hole. Mm, I don't. Well, here she is. You want me to drive, Jack? All right. Oh, here, just a minute. What's the matter? Well, let's make sure there aren't any torpedoes planted in the back seat on this ride. Hey, they wouldn't have the gall to try the same trick twice. I guess you're right. Up in the back, Reggie. That's right. Go ahead, slide under the wheel, Doc. Yeah. We're not going to a fire now, so take it easy. <laughs> Just a backseat driver at heart. Get out! Get out of the car! Man, oh man. Oh, it blowed right up in my hands. You, you all right, Doc? Uh, anybody hurt? Don't tell me the automobile ain't dangerous. Oh, never mind that. Where's Reggie? <coughs> I say, here I am. Are you all right? Oh, I think so. 
I got out of the car, but the explosion knocked me flat. Will you tell me what done that? Uh, certainly I'll tell you. One of our playful friends put a load of dynamite under the hood and wired it to the ignition. When you put your foot on the starter, it exploded. Well, fella, we're having more fun than anybody. You think so? Huh? I say, Jack, is this the reason Donald Robert Lincoln was so anxious for us to come and see him? Hey, you mean he's the one who had that exterminating powder put under the hood? Well, that's what we want to find out. Come on. Where are we heading for now? Across the park to the hospital. But hadn't we ought to get out to Lincoln? Well, this way's shortest. Well, I said hadn't we ought to get No. Okay, fella, you're the doctor. You coming, Reggie? It's crack. Crowd's beginning to gather back at the wreck. Yeah. If we're going to do much more of this hundred-yard dash stuff, I'm going to get me a pair of running breeches. Across the street. Okay. Now, come on to the elevator. We're going up to Phil Terry's room? No. You mean we're going to Leslie Mark's room? Yeah. Get in. Fourth floor, please. But if the doctor said Marks wasn't to be disturbed... I still say Marks was too slightly hurt for all the fuss that was made. You sure are set on making Marks the villain, fella. All right, come on. You know which room Marks was taken to? Yeah, 432. And yeah, this is it here. Well, now we're here, what? Not a word. I want to see how quietly I can open this door. Uh-huh. Got it? Uh-huh. You can open it, crack. I Keep your ears you, The situation is more desperate than it's ever been. He's talking on the phone. Shut up. That's Listen. what I've been telling you all along. We've got to fight fire with fire. Got our backs right up against the wall, and there's only... <laughs> Doc, you fool. Who is that? Uh, Who's that in the hall? I, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of good that does. Who is that out in the hall? Come on. Hello, Max. How's the shoulder? Uh, what's this? What are you doing here? We just came up to see how the latest victim of the Richard Curse is doing. You were standing outside my door listening. Were we? Well, that's pretty dirty politics. Got a fever. There's no telling what a man might say when he's light in the head. Oh, Oh, you're light in the head. A bullet in your shoulders, nothing to take lightly. I have caught myself talking to myself several times. You were talking to yourself, huh? What do you mean? It sounded to us as though you were talking over the telephone. That's ridiculous. I I haven't the strength to lift a telephone receiver. You uh, know what happened to us just now? Will you go away and leave me alone? I'm in no condition to have visitors. Someone put dynamite under the hood of Sonny's car. We started to take a ride in it, and it blew up. How did you escape? Well, we saw it coming, rolled out of the car. Marks, why are you pretending to be so much worse off than you really are? I'm not pretending. Yes, you are. Well, Packard, I'm scared. Scared? So scared, I'm going to stay right here in this hospital with this superficial wound until this mob of gunmen is wiped out. Well, spank me for a baby. Yell. I've been a target for a gunman once. That's plenty. Mind if I use your phone? No, go ahead. Outside, please. Who were you, uh, talking to on the phone? I wasn't. Uh -huh. Hello? Donald Robert Lincoln residence? This is the police department. I want to talk to Mr. Lincoln at once. Thank you. Why are you calling Lincoln? I'd rather know what you were about to tell us about Lincoln when you were shot. And I've changed my mind about that. You're not going to talk? No. Oh, uh, hello. Lincoln? This is Jack Packard. That's it, the man you had slugged and thrown into jail. I just wanted to tell you that someone just blew up our car, so we won't be able to keep our appointment with you. What's that? Well, the appointment you called about ten minutes ago, and you... 
Oh, you didn't call? Uh-huh. Can you prove that? I see. Thank you. Marks Lincoln didn't call us. He's got an ironclad alibi. What about it? Just this. If Donald Robert Lincoln isn't the man we're after, then it's got to be you. transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. This program came from New York. All right, guys. So episode 10 is missing, which <laughs> they do a recap of, but I don't know. It's still kind of a little confusing about what happened to them, but um, so this, this starts off that they're going back to the hospital after they're let out of prison and they start doing their whole confrontation with everybody at the table kind of riff. That happens in yep. a lot of detective movies. Yeah. You know, you get all the suspects together and you get them in one room and then You're like, you start to explain their plan to them. And you deduce what's going on. Yep. And somebody gets shot. And they get a fake phone call and they run out to do that and their car blows up. Yep. And then the mystery is who had the time to call them while everything was going on and they start to figure out who it is. So what do you guys think of this? This I one feels it. like there's a lot of run around on it, to be honest. Yeah. There is like a lot of back just, and forth. Yeah. It, and with the other ones that we've listened to, it felt like it was very straight. You know, there was a little bit of pulling back, but it's fairly straightforward. Where this one is just like an endless loop. That's just <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, listening to him by the episode, you know, they get kidnapped by supposed cops and then they get out of it but then other people are following behind them and kidnap them again and it's just there's a lot of that going on in this mm. particular series I, I again I love the characters I think the characters are great um, but I've been finding that the ones that have the bigger casts I'm having a harder time keeping track of because I'm a very visual person. 
So seeing that in a movie, yeah, I'm okay with it. Trying to listen to it and remembering who's who and where's what's going on does does trip me up a little bit. I do still enjoy this, though. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's well, it's pretty good. Well, when we come back and we do the Temple of the Vampire, I haven't listened to it all the way, but that'll be in a couple months anyway, so we'll have some time. Wasn't that the one you said was so bad? No. The one that was so bad was Bury Your Dead Arizona. Oh, Yeah, the right. one one right before this one. It's It's bad. Somehow they still have like $25,000 after leaving that lady's house. And they're riding the rails. Like, what are you guys doing? You have $25,000. Get a plane ticket. Oh, that's right. I started listening to it and I couldn't do it. It's so bad. bad. Yeah, that's one where they kind of got jumped on the in the train or something, right? Yep. Yeah, they find a corpse in the train and there's a weird magician and his dancing Russian partner. It's just a weird story. Oh. Yeah, that, so, that I, one wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, I think what we can do after we do The Saint is we'll do some sci-fi after this. Cool. After that. Okay. So cool. it's not just all mysteries. So we can do some future of 2016 or future of 1990 or future of 1984. Nice. It'll be pretty fun. As long as you're not saying fantastic four, I'm in. What? (laughs) I thought we'd do another one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What what about Dr. What about Dr. Strange? No, that (laughs) would never be brought in. I might put that up as one of the stuck at home. home specials. Yeah. But yeah, there's no way I'm ever going to play those. Hmm. Yeah, we just did a, an awesome X minus one in Dimension X today that I really want. If you guys listen to today's, the first one is amazing. Okay. It's a really good story. Like, yeah. Um, It's about a future where there's no wars, but instead, killing is legal as long as you have a license to do it and you give up the right to live. It's crazy. That is crazy. This is the one you put out today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, whoa, this is really good. Hmm. I'll check that one out tomorrow. Yeah, I'll have to give it a listen. So it's kind of like a um, Twilight like Zone a, type thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's very... Logan's run, I guess you could say. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But I, I really liked it. 
Was that your first time listening to it? Yeah, it was the first time I listened to this one. The other ones I've listened to weren't so great, but this one was really good. Cool, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. I'm yeah, into um, doing some sci-fi. Cool. All right, guys. We're going to end it there. So uh, it's been Nick. Kirk. Ryan. And we'll talk to you guys later. See you. See you guys. Bye.